Amen. Good evening, everyone. Happy Sabbath to you. Uh, it's good to be here tonight. Um, just got in safely by God's grace. And um, it got a little cooler in Tallahassee. <laughs> Somebody say an amen. All right. I bought a jacket. <laughs> Short sleeve shirt, but I got a jacket on. <laughs> All right, so I realized that I would need it. Well, we're here. Uh, this is, well, this was only two weekends, right? <laughs> and so it's tonight and tomorrow morning. I want to thank you for being here tonight. Tomorrow morning, we're going to be looking at uh, uh, a message entitled Amazing Love. Amazing Love. But we've come here tonight, uh, and we want one more time look at the marvelous love of Jesus Christ. Um, do you have your Bibles with you? All right, you know, as I was coming in, my dear sister at the door wanted to know if I wanted a ticket. And I, 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 I thought about it. But, you know, if I won, it would really be rigged. So I... <laughs> I said, no, nah, I would not do that. But uh, we're going to go right into the word of God tonight. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles out and uh, turn with me to the book of Mark. Mark, the 12th chapter. Mark, chapter 12. Once again, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. I'll put it up on the screen, but I need you to find it in your Bibles first. Amen. Have you found it? Let's see if this is working tonight. Yes, it is. Mark chapter 12, beginning at verse 28. When you found it in your Bibles, say amen. If you haven't, find it, if you haven't found it, say hold up. <laughs> All right. Let's... Let's read. We're reading to verse 33. We're reading to verse 33. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all, the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? One. And you shall, what everybody? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it, or rather and the second, like it, is this. You shall what? Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And so the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth. For there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart 
with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the, str with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And so, with this scripture as a backdrop, I want to look at this message tonight entitled, What Happened to the Love? What Happened to the Love? Please, bow your heads with me and let us pray. Father, we thank you for taking us through another week safely. We thank you for bringing us here tonight. And we're asking once more that through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would come by and just open our minds, our understanding. Help us to receive your message from your word. And help us to be willing to obey through the power of Jesus Christ. We ask this in his name. Amen. Amen. What happened to the love? Jesus and his disciples had returned to Jerusalem. As he was walking in the temple, the religious leaders came and asked him who gave him authority to do the things he was doing. This was the first of a series of questions uh, designed to see if he would somehow incriminate himself, say something that would cause him to be arrested. The Pharisees and some supporters of Herod were sent, but they could not trap him. Some of the Sadducees, who say that there is no such thing as a resurrection, tried to trap him as well. They asked him how it would work out in heaven for a woman who had married a total of seven men in her lifetime, and all of them died. They wanted to know how it, how it would work out if even after she died and they all ended up in heaven, after the final resurrection, they wanted to know which of the seven men would be her husband. Jesus said, listen, in heaven there's no marrying as it's done on earth. Did you hear that? If you're not married yet, I'm just letting you know. In heaven, there's no marrying as there is on earth. In heaven, we're going to be like the angels. What's that all about? I mean, who could argue with that, right? And that's when another one of the scribes approached him and asked another question. Which is the first or foremost commandment of all? Or which is the most important commandment of all the commandments of God? We just read it. I'll read it. No need to put it on the screen. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 and 31. You saw it, but 29 says, oh, well, Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, or the Lord our God is one, uh, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now, Jesus' answer to the scribe's question was interesting. The question was, which is the first commandment of all? But Jesus threw in a bonus, bonus answer. You know, like the gift cards. Bonus. The second greatest commandment. The scribe asked, which was the first, right? Jesus gave him that answer, and he threw in a bonus answer. The second greatest commandment. You see, and you know this, right? The two were really a summary of the Ten Commandments. The focus of Jesus' answer was on how to relate to God and how, or rather how we relate to God and how we relate to each other. And the Ten Commandments can clearly be broken down into these, these two categories, right? And so, so, so we see right here, right, on one side, the first four, what? The first four deals with our relationship with God. You know, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not uh, make for yourself any carved image to bow down to them nor serve them. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. These four commandments deal with how we directly relate to God. Right? And then now you see the remaining six, the remaining six commandments. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet what belongs to your neighbor. All of these deal with how we, uh, how we directly relate with each other. And so the greatest commandments were really the Ten Commandments, right? Summarized into two, two areas. The commandments specifically deal with our relationship with God and our relationship with our fellow man. So Jesus basically summarized the Ten Commandments into two categories. Love God. And what? Love each other. Here's the problem. Like the Pharisees and the rulers of Jesus' day, right? Today, today we seem to focus, or all we seem to focus on are the do's and don'ts. Right? That's all we focus on. The focus is on what we can do and what we are not allowed to do, right? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we really put the emphasis on what we can't do. We put the emphasis on what we can do. We can't rather do, right? And then we're always trying to find out what we're allowed to do. Pastor, are we allowed to? I know they don't ask you that question. Not here. 
Perry. <laughs> Always Perry. Always Perry. So, so the question that I have is simply this. What I'm asking tonight is, what happened to the love? What happened to the love? Jesus looked at all of the commandments through the lens of love. Jesus looked at the, at, at the commandments through the lens of love, and we need to do the same. When we're dealing with our kids, it's always, you can't do this, but you can do that. You're not allowed to do this, but of course you're allowed to do that. Always on what we can do and can't do. What we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. And they grow up thinking that that's what it's all, that's what it's all about. That's their full understanding. I mean, from their, listen, from their crawling, you know, they're almost dangerous. You know how it is. Do you remember? I still remember the time, you know, the times when, you know, uh, uh, in my living room, certain things were allowed to stay down low. Then after a while, you had to move them up high. <laughs> because not, not only are they crawling, they're walking now. And you would, you know, like a nice Christian, oh, don't do that. You're not slapping them. You, you, no, this is not abuse, but you just want to let them know, no, no. No, 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 you can't. No. All they, uh, the first thing they learn is, no. <laughs> Am I right? Well, no, no, I mean, da-da, and then no. <laughs> Maybe mom, mommy, but da-da, but, but and then no. The point I'm trying to make is, listen, when we learn how to love, when we learn how to love, we'll know what to do. When we learn how to love, we will, lo we will know what to do. Love is not a New Testament thing. Love is not a New Testament thing. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 19 and verse 18, right? The Bible tells us, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. This is God speaking, right? But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's the book of Leviticus. And Jesus quoted from uh, the Bible, right? He quoted this, this same Old Testament text. We saw this in our scripture reading. And even, this is the point that gets me too, even the scribe who asked the question acknowledge that Jesus was speaking the truth. Did you get that in the scripture reading? He said, oh, wait a minute. Lord, you're right. Yes, to love God and to love each other as ourselves. Yeah, that, you're right. How come he got it and we don't get it? He got it, but we don't get it. Even the scribe knew. Love is not some New Testament thing. God is love. When I last checked, he's been around not only from the very beginning, but before there was a beginning. 
God is love and his commandments are a written copy of his character. His commandments are a written copy of his character. The Ten Commandments, that's just the character of God. You may have heard it this way. They are a transcript of his character. When we talk about the Ten Commandments, we're just talking about the character of God. They're not a bunch of rules and regulations. They're actually characteristics of God. So that means, listen, that means the power of his love should be seen in the lives of those who keep his commandments. If the commandments are his character, right, the power of his love should be seen in the lives of those who keep his commandments. Let me tell you something. This Sabbath thing. Did anybody break the Sabbath on Monday? Nobody broke the Sabbath on Monday? Are you sure you didn't break the Sabbath on Monday? Did anybody lie on Monday? Because you know these commandments, if you break one, you've broken them all. Did you realize that? If you, bro- if you break one, you've broken them all. I don't know if you realize that. Can I ask the question again? Did anybody break the Sabbath on Monday? Oh, somebody, <laughs> somebody confessed. The power of his love should be seen in the lives of those who keep his commandments. Dare I say that Seventh-day Adventists should be the most loving people on earth? Huh? Seventh-day Adventists should be the most loving people on earth. Keeping his commandments is living and reflecting his character of love. That's, that, that, it's, not, it's not about I go to church on Saturday. As a matter of fact, I show up Friday night. We're not clocking in and clocking out, folks. Keeping his commandments is living out and reflecting his character of love. So watch this. If his love is not seen, right, then you're not keeping his commandments. I better put me in there, right? (laughs) If his love is not seen in me, then I'm not keeping his commandments. It's not going through motion. It's not making a checklist in our minds. Well, I didn't, you know, well, that brother lied on Monday, but I didn't. So, it's important then, right, to learn to love. Would you say that it's important? It's important to learn to love. But how do we love? How do we love? You see, the two great commandments go hand in hand. The two great, great commandments go hand in hand. You can't truly do one without the other. 
You can't. First John, first John chapter four, beginning at verse 20, right? Verses 20 and 21. First John chapter four. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And if this, or rather, and this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Anybody here not love their brother or sister? Let me turn, let me turn my back. I don't, I don't want to incriminate anybody. You can't do one of these great commandments without the other. But let me get real now. We're not staying long tonight because I know this is, this is, not, this is painful, so I, got, I, can't leave, I can't keep you long tonight. You see, the reality, the reality that we have to face when it comes to these two commandments, the summary of the ten, is, by, is that by ourselves... We can never fulfill them. I, I, can you do that? If you can do that, praise God for you. By myself, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm being honest. Can't do it. Have I tried? Yeah. Have I failed? The devil knows which buttons to push. He knows what buttons to push on. The devil knows what kind of members to send to this pastor. <laughs> the devil knows how to get my children under my skin. And the devil knows how to get my wife under my skin too. He knows me. And I had to come to the reality and just admit, look, I can't. I know there's some people who actually feel they can. There's some people who feel that they're righteous enough. But when last I looked, our righteousness, the Bible says, are like what? Filthy rags. Our righteousness are like filthy rags. Have you ever seen filthy rags? Here's the next one. Have you ever smelled filthy rags? That's your righteousness. That's, that's our righteousness by ourselves. All right? Our righteousness are like filthy rags. As a matter of fact, let's go further. Jeremiah. 1323, you know this text, right? Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may you also do good who are accustomed to do evil. Well, what is this text saying? Huh? You ever seen, you ever seen leopards change their spots? Before. 
and after. Looks the same to me. <laughs> Can a black man change his skin? Some have tried. Some have tried. <laughs> but the results, <laughs> it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work out good. It doesn't work out good, I'm telling you. It does not work out good. John 15, 5. What does it say? Huh? If I, or rather, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears what? Much fruit. For without me, you can do most things. Oh, sorry. Without me, you can do some things. Without me, you can do nothing. We can't do it without Jesus. We can't love without Jesus. We can't get along without Jesus. You know, you can fake it. You know, Hillary Clinton used to say what? Fake until you fake until you but it doesn't work. I'm sorry. We can fake, we can try and fake it. But the reality is without Jesus in us unless we're crying out to him, we can't listen, we can't you can't love each other. And we're talking about in church. Forget about church. Go home. In your house. Spouses. Oh, I love my... Really? A time is, com listen, a time is coming. Where if by ourselves... Pressure is coming, and unless we're holding on to Jesus, we're going to really see who's who. Without me, you can do nothing. But praise God, I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? And listen, the only way, the only way to get this thing done is to be connected to Jesus. You got to be connected to God. You have to be plugged in to his word. It's only by our connection with Jesus. But connected. Connected in a way that allows the love of Jesus to flow in us and through us. Let me share this story before we end, before we end, before we come up and sing, before we end. Let me share this story. So I'm at the seminary, right? And I have a friend, a colleague, a classmate, and uh, he has, he bought his first car up at Andrews. First car. He knows nothing about cars. So I'm always, he's always relying on me to help him. Well, one day he calls me. Uh, Steve, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. You're stuck. Yeah, but I, I, I'm actually stuck at the mechanics. You're stuck at the mechanics. Interesting. Well, what, what happened? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, 
the, the, the car won't start. The car won't start. Well, and he's saying that, uh, I know the battery is good, but there's a, there's, there's a problem. It, it just won't start. And, and what happened was his battery was corroded. His battery, what did I do? Oh, that wasn't me. That was, I saw you. Busted. I saw you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, so his battery was corroded, right? And, and, but he couldn't understand. He couldn't understand. Well, you know, but, but, but it should start because it started this morning and got me to where I was going. And, you know, and, and even it was giving trouble starting, but it, I, I got it started again and brought it to the mechanic shop. What's wrong? You, you, you know, something is wrong. I said, well, but my brother, is it corroded? Yes. But it's connected. I said, yeah, it's connected, but corroded. <laughs> it's connected, but corroded. Although the connection is on there, my brother, although the connection is on there, there's some corrosion. There's some stuff in between the connection that's impeding or stopping the power from the source from getting to where it needs to get to. It's connected, but it's corroded. And the thing about it is, for many of us, many of us are connected. We, we, we come to church. You have a church membership. Your name is on the books. Our name is on the books, right? We're connected. But there are times when there's corrosion there. Connected, but corrosion. And because of the corrosion, the power the power of Jesus' love doesn't flow in us as it should. And if it's not flowing in, it can't flow out. Because of the corrosion in our connection to Jesus. So he said, well, you know, what, what am I going to do? I said, well, you, you know, the only way to fix this thing. I love you, man. I, I love you. I do love you. Could you, I love you, could you, oh, could you put the, the mouse on the right screen? Thank you. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I said, you, uh, the only way to fix this thing is you're going to have to deal with this connection. You're going to have to clean that thing up. You're going to have to get a, a, a wire brush. Uh, you ever seen one of these? This is a battery cleaner. You know, you, know, it, it, you, you take this little thing here and, and you can stick it right over the terminal and then there's also a wire brush at the top. You got to clean that, you got to clean that corrosion off. You got to scrub that thing and clean that thing. The, that's the only way you're going to fix this thing. You got to get rid of the corrosion. And like that battery, even with us, the only way that we're going to fix and make sure that there's the power of Jesus' love is flowing in us and through us, the only way that we can make sure that we're really learning how to love, we got to make sure that we get rid of all of the corrosion. All of the corrosion in our lives. We need a wire brush. <laughs> the crown of thorns. We need Jesus to come and penetrate our hearts. We need Jesus to get rid of this stuff. It's not just about being connected. 
It's being connected in the right way. Where we surrender. Where we allow him to remove. To humble us. Where we allow him to touch us in a way. So that power can flow in. And then it can flow out. You see, the, the people who really know that we're filled with power are the ones that we live with. See, we, you can come to church and put on that happy Sabbath mask. But when you go home, that's the real you. And even when you're by yourself, that's the real you. But what Jesus wants to do is come in, clean us up, because he loved us. He, he died. He died for you and me. He wore a crown of thorns so that his power would be able to flow in us and through us. The commandments, the character of God. That's the character we need. It's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's not a list. It's allowing Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to come in us. And when he's in, guess what? He says he's written those things in our hearts. We'll know what to do. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. And when we come to church, we'll understand that the only way that we can keep this Sabbath holy... It's through the power of Jesus' love flowing in us and through us. I'm ready to sing. I'm ready to sing. So let me get this straight. Do you sing first and then the music plays? Or he wants to know. Are you singing the song or is the music just going to play? I'm going to appeal and that's it. How are we going to do this? Or, yeah, sing the song first. Sing the song first. Yes, sing the, sing the verse and chorus, and then we'll pray and go home. How's that? Technology, amen. All right, so we're going to re And if he messes up, we love him. Yeah, he's fine. We're going to re-sing our, re our theme song, just the first verse and the chorus.
Amen. Would you stand with me as we pray tonight? We just want to thank God for the power of his love. Let me tell you, his love changes lives. His love can change our lives. We who have given ourselves to Jesus need to give ourselves to him each and every day, over and over again. Our tendency is to not love. Our te- Listen, evil is deep inside of us. And that thing can pop out at any time. But Jesus is doing a process in us. When we give our lives to him, he is cleaning up the corrosion that's in our lives. Cleaning us up. Making us fit for heaven. Filling us with his Holy Spirit. Bringing about a change, transformation in our lives. And when he, while even he's doing that, You can see the power of his love. You can feel the power of his love. And others will be able to see it and feel it as well. I don't know about you, but that's my desire. Would you raise your hands if that's your desire? I I want Jesus' love to flow in me and through me. I want to allow him to uh, give him permission to just clean me up. To use his wire brush on me. Get rid of that corrosion. Help me to be all that he wants us to be. Wants me to be. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. We're praying. Father, again, we're thankful for your love. We're thankful for the power of Jesus' love in our lives. We're thankful for the fact that Jesus is working on our behalf. Cleaning us up. Because without him, we can do nothing. We want to learn how to love. We want to learn how to keep your commandments, but we cannot do it. We need the power of your Holy Spirit working in our lives. And so we surrender ourselves afresh tonight, asking you to do your perfect work in our lives. And we will give you all of the honor, all of the glory, and all of the praise as you complete this work in us. Because we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We hope to see you early tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. We're going to have our final message tomorrow. Please don't come by yourself. Bring a friend. Invite someone. And come out. May God bless you. At this time, you may consider yourselves dismissed.